Hey everybody, welcome to the first Lavaca podcast. I say that the same, I said it the same all last season. I'm saying it the same this season. Last season, oh, by the way, I'm your host, Kimmy Robbins. I have Pastor Steven Smithson with hello, me. Hello. And Brandon again. Yeah. Last season. Brandon Cruz. <laughs> oh no, I was trying to skip past it. No, nope. nope. you can never skip. <laughs> going fast to get I back to yourself. Yeah. You're going way fast. I know. Well, last season. Pastor Stephen, you said that to change it up, you'd give me a theme, like the way I would say the intro. I forgot about every week, and I think we ended. We did one, and you said it was circus themed. (laughs) Was that the? It wasn't the last one that we did. Oh no, no, it was. It was one of the one of the last ones. That is that we'll have to carry that over. Yeah. So anyway, welcome to the first Lebacca podcast. Everyone should be able to vote in on themes as well. Okay. We'll work on that. <laughs> if anybody else has a theme that you'd beforehand. like me to do it. Oh, she has to do it off the top? Off the top of the cup. Oh. That's even better. <laughs> I'm, I'm an excellent actress. 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 You just proved it. <laughs> and, and speller. John's in the I can't win. I can't win. I can't win. Okay. Hey, I've got. I appreciate you, Kimmy. Thank you, Brandon. You're welcome. Are you being serious? Yeah. Okay. That was, that was a sincere <laughs> moment across the room. Like, yeah. Kimmy, you're great. You just need to feel valued. <laughs> I value you. We wow. value okay. you, Kimmy. Wow. Oh, guys, thanks. I appreciate that. Mm. It's a new okay. year. It's a new year. Just remember that as I'm telling you these next few dad jokes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not these again. <laughs> okay. No, these are better. You're going to love these ones. So you, from, mm. from last week... You've upped the game. I think so. I, I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Let me try. Well, she set the bar pretty low last week, so <laughs> it's not hard it's like to the, go up. It's <laughs> like the first time at a, at a high jump competition for high school. You know, they sit it down oh. super low. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the first step in limbo. You just walk under. <laughs> right. It's, it's getting a little harder now. Okay. okay. Let's, yeah, let's see. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, I don't know, many of you don't know, the staff is actually doing a weight loss challenge right now. This is not a joke. This is for real. That is for um, real. Because this is, we've decided this year is the year of being healthy, physically healthy, emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy. Like we want our staff to be healthy so that we can be the best leaders here that we can be. Anyways, yep. so this joke fits really <laughs> Okay. So I went to the doctor recently and he said, don't eat anything fatty. And I said, what, like bacon or butter? And he said, no, like don't eat anything (laughs) fatty. That is good. (laughs) That is good. That's very true. Thank you. Thank you. Also, why do doctors get away with that? (laughs) Just like, hey, you're looking a little fat. I'm like, thank you. Where do I pay? (laughs) That's that's a whole appointment. I've never had a doctor tell me that, but I knew it was accurate. I mean, I've never had one say it in those words, but... Yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, you're looking a little big, or you know, yeah. Like you're, oh yeah, your arteries are pretty bad, and you're like, thanks, like it's just never really that encouraging. <laughs> okay, ready? <laughs> Plastic surgery used to be so taboo. Now, if you suggest Botox, nobody raises an eyebrow. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> These are yeah. a little better. A little, yeah, pretty good. It, it's an improvement. Okay, okay. That wasn't as good as the first one. No, mm-hmm. I, I just I wanted to start off really strong. I think okay. that was a wise move. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, you, last you one. You needed that. <laughs> 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 no, listen. 
to moral victory. <laughs> yes. John yeah. Betty White is the one we make fun of in this podcast, not hey, Kimmy Robbins. Soon. Too Betty's soon. Okay. Betty's Betty White's too soon. I know. Yeah. I did text John, I did text you the day she died just to see how you're doing, didn't I? Yep, true story. <laughs> so random thing, we get People Magazine sent to our house. I, we don't know the name of the person, but it's to our address. <laughs> so Lauren looks through these, but it was like Betty White died, and then the next day we get People Magazine, it's like Betty White turns 100. Yeah. And I was like, dang. Whoops. Like, too soon. Yeah. And, Somebody yeah. missed it. All yeah. right. Yeah. So, okay, last one. All right. I recently took a poll. 99% of people were really ticked off when their tent fell down. <laughs> I get it. Say it, say it one more time. I recently took a poll. Ninety-nine percent of people were ticked off when their tent fell down. She took the poll because yeah, I the took tent. the poll. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so I feel pretty good about this episode so far. I think that's how my kids feel when I try to tell them jokes. <laughs> <They're> just like, <laughs> dad, dad, just stop. stop. Yeah, that's it. But that's how you know it's a good dad joke, right? Right? I Sometimes. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I tell my kids, I'm like, get it? And they're like, I don't even know what you're talking what? about. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. Monica oh. just shakes her head, and she's very embarrassed. But mm. at the same time, still loves her dad. Oh, I will embarrass my kids forever. Oh, it's it's 100%. a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. The best thing about being a parent. I've started doing what my, my oldest is in middle school, and I've started. Because she won't say goodbye to me or I love you when she jumps out. And I totally roll down the window and scream, I love! Perfect. Were you trying to whistle right there? No, that was a kissing noise. Oh, you did the same mouth thing. I'm sure she loves that. She does she does she even acknowledge it? She kind of smiles, I think. Might be a grimace. Is this Olivia? Yeah, internally, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And she's she's a tough one. mm -hmm. So that's awesome. She is. But I do what I gotta do. Uh so today we're continuing on. (laughs) <laughs> I just, she threw a cough drop. I don't know if you can Steven. hear Pastor Stevens' voice is still. still it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a horrible clumpy. throw. She threw lefty, which is pretty hard to do. It was a better throw than a Stephen fumbled it. Stephen fumbled it. He was doing all these like baseball pitch motions, like <laughs> showing me. Knock it up for the interception. Change up. That's what it was. Yeah. All right. So today we are continuing on with uh, Tell Me Your Story, with talking about testimonies. Mm. And I have the great privilege, or not, <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm sharing my testimony yeah. today. Hey, Kim, yeah. tell me your story. Yeah, my yeah. origin story. Your origin story. <laughs> <laughs> a villain origin story. <laughs> I was thinking superhero. Oh, it's superhero. Marvel. It's Marvel. Gotcha. Um, so my story was, imagine this, 1986, San Diego, the world changed forever. Oh. When I was born. <laughs> For the good or bad. Was that what you were going to ask? I don't know. We were talking about How did it my villain origin story, so I don't know. Um, so I was born in San Diego. My parents both graduated from college there and lived there a long time. Um, and so uh, I was born into a Christian family. My parents, my, my dad found the Lord in college um, my mom grew up in a Christian home, and so from part one, point one, part one of my story, <laughs> I grew up in a Christian home. Um, we moved to the Seattle area when I was about five for my dad's job, and so that's actually where 
my entire childhood was. So we lived, San Diego to Seattle. Yeah. Seattle's the place with that one like tall tower that's got like the UFO the space top. Space Needle. Oh. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. It's got a rotating floor in it. For real? So yeah. it's got a big old restaurant in it. It's very expensive. Do you get like I've been there. seasick? No, it's slow. It's not in the sea. It's <laughs> slow. No, Brandon, this is on land. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you'd get like nauseous or if it's like a cruise ship, you don't even feel it kind of basic. Why do you try Maybe. to work the word cruise into everything? <laughs> oh, that's true. What up, cruise nation? <laughs> okay, quit hijacking my testimony. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All, All right. So yes, Space Needle, Seattle. Okay. Um <laughs> I grew up there and I don't know when I gave my life to Jesus, but it was at a very, very young age. Um, at least what I've been told. Um, and I think that's actually where um, my true I need Jesus story starts. Not before that point, but at that point. Because I think one of the pitfalls of growing up in an environment where um, things are very safe and where there is no true turmoil or places. I mean, my mom was a, a teacher at a Christian school. So I got to go there um, my entire school career. And so even then I had teachers speaking truth into my life. And of course, no kids are perfect there. Actually, a lot of kids who get kicked out of public school have to go (laughs) to private school. But at the same time, I heard truth from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think that in some ways that can be not damaging, but, but difficult. Because there was no point in my life, in my childhood, where I really, really had to rely on the grace of Jesus because I wasn't just a good person. I mean, Brandon, we talked last week about how you didn't realize you needed grace or saving because you were a genuinely good person. Sure. Um, I wasn't just a good person, but I was a good church person, you know? And I had been my whole life. Um, So in a bubble kind of deal. Yeah, and believing that, I mean, I've been told I made this commitment. And so there was, that was it, you know? Even as a little kid, did you you know that you had made a decision? Or is it more as an adult, you're like, I was told I would make that decision? I don't remember it. Um, I don't remember it. Hmm. Uh, So it must have been really young. But... um, I think that that, because I had no major lifestyle sins that I needed to be saved from or areas where I felt like I wasn't enough, I guess, or like it it was very easy for me to just coast on that, to rely on myself because I never needed to rely on saving grace. Hmm. There was no opportunity for that. Um, So in some ways, part of my testimony is through my childhood, was that God did save me from drugs. I never used them. Yeah. I never was exposed to that. God did save me from some of those things. From having to go through it. From a broken home because I never had to go through it. And I think that that can be powerful. But at the same time, um, I I never was given that opportunity. That's the wrong word. But, you know, I, I never had to go through those things where I needed to to find a, a savior and somebody who is bigger than the situation itself. Um, so I got into middle school and I was never the kid who was the pretty one, 
the super smart one. I mean, I'm I'm intelligent, but never the one who was like valedictorian. My friends were. <laughs> yeah. Um, never the one who was super fashionable. Never the one who was athletic. Um, I played soccer and. What position did you play? None. I sat on the side. Oh, okay, ready to go. I, I wouldn't even know what the position was. I you know. Said it. My mom, I guess my mom got so mad once because it's like, this is not just middle school soccer. Okay, this is small private school, middle school soccer. And so uh, I never right. got played. And so my mom ripped the coach a new one. And so she did put me in a game and I totally like struggled. And so the coach came to my mom afterward and was like, See? are you happy now? And my mom was like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you were the one yeah. anyway. Yeah. It doesn't Anyways. really matter. Let them play. But I know? wasn't, I don't know that I was ever particularly gifted at anything. Um, and so growing up in that sheltered area and growing up not feeling, I don't know, like I had my special skill or talent um, made me feel very, I don't know, wanting of attention. Boys didn't weren't interested in me, you know. Um, I was never the one to get like the major awards or anything like that. And so um, because I was so sheltered and because I had never had to fight any of those, I went searching for those things. Um, in middle school, I made some not great choices. I was the good kid, but I was looking outside of myself for attention, for, I don't know, stimulation in, in, in those places and um, not finding it. And that carried over into high school where I was the good kid. I went to a Christian high school, so we had chapel and I sang in chapel and I was on ASB and, or the student council or whatever and um, did those kinds of things. But it still was never enough. I wasn't ever good enough, you know? And I it wasn't getting- a lot getting, of people feel that. Yeah. Was that in like your eyes or you felt like you weren't good enough for what specifically? I think, I think that it was, it was me. I mean, I, I look, you know, it, it, and I think for women, it's, it can be a bigger issue, but like physical stuff, especially a teenager, yeah. feeling like there must be something wrong with me, gotcha. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so started dating this guy who, kind of odd, but I just thought he hung the stars. Um, and I remember going all through high school and finally my graduation party, I remember my parents, he came, all my other friends were there. And if you know me, you know, I'm, I'm kind of weird and out there and I do kind of, I like loud <laughs> stuff. I, I always told people, I don't need to be drunk to be weird. I don't need to drink at parties. I, I got it all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Um, yeah. 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 I fit you. Um, and so my friends were like, like, we just like to do dumb things. We like to have fun and laugh. And he just kind of sat there. And I remember my parents coming to me afterward and going, we love you. This guy isn't like any of your friends. Like yeah. he doesn't, you know, and kind of trying to push me in that direction. So I ended up breaking up with him and kind of being, not knowing what I was doing with my life. I went to junior college kind of, I didn't do very well, but I didn't know what I wanted to be mm. um, until my youth pastor 
my former youth pastor was going to plant a church. And he said, Kimmy, um, I want you to come and do music for it. Well, at that point, I couldn't play the piano and sing at the same time. <laughs> and I knew like four chords. So I'd. So you had most modern worship. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, play. like I'd play a chord and then I'd sing a little. Yeah. And I'd play another chord and I'd sing a little. And then I wouldn't know a chord and I'd laugh right. and I'd sing a little, you know. Um, it works. <laughs> but I caught fire there. Yeah. Um, I, I finally felt like I had a purpose, mm. I guess. And, and, and. Place. Well, like it, it's 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 amazing when you find the place that God wants you. Yeah, you find yourself in that in that area, um, and I think in, in years past I had gone to camps, summer camps, church camps, all those kinds of things, done mission trips, and I feel like each time I'd felt convicted and given my life to Jesus, but I think. At that point, after I'd gotten out of high school, was when it was like real. Yeah, mm-hmm. when well, it became yours. Yes, when I fully died to myself, mm-hmm. and um, so I started doing that at the church. This little church plant. We started with like five people. <laughs> um, grew my musical skills. Grew. <laughs> I was able to do a whole lot more. Um, but I was eighteen, and. So I needed to find a band. So I went to my college and I found a bunch of people who were musical and who wanted a place to play. And then they loved Jesus. I mean, I met them like in my college Christian clubs junk, you know. Um, met this one guy who I really had the hots for. Like, Ooh. was his name John? No, it was not. Oh, Ooh, I'm, I'm telling. <laughs> Sorry, John. Yeah. Um, Old wound. I just, and again, I'm still, I'm still there. I'm still in that point where I, I don't see myself as worthy. <laughs> I don't see myself as. That's good. I thought you were saying I'm still there. I still have the hots for that guy. No, so I'm no, glad. <laughs> hard I'm, no. I'm, I'm saying that super type of podcast. Hard hard super no. thankful that that you no. took a left and <laughs> no. whenever I took a right. No, really, super don't. Um, but I was suddenly getting attention. Again, yeah, and that felt good. Um, and that's where a very, very toxic relationship began. Um, another guy who'd grown up in a Christian home. And this is in Seattle, still. Yes. Or, okay. Um, he grew up in a very strict, strict Baptist um, home. Uh, not like the wonderful Southern Baptists, of course, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those other ones. Now, he kind of went to a weird church. I don't even know. They called themselves Baptists, but it was weird. Um, so it just felt in my head like, this is great. I'm an adult now. I'm in an adult relationship with a man who is a Christian. And it just seemed like... I've got myself together. I found where God wants me to be, you know, You're how old ministerially. At this point? I'm uh, 18, 19. Okay. Um, and wasn't really successful in college. I was taking classes just to take classes and. Been there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I just felt like, okay, I, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. Well, the toxic, the relationship with him grew very, very toxic um, to the point where I didn't. 
for most of it, I didn't see that I needed out. And then when I did see that I needed out, I didn't know how to get out. Yeah. Um, because I'd have to dismantle my band, my entire friend group, all of that. Um, Life totally changes at that point. Yes. And mm. then there was that also part of me that said, well, what if that's all there is? What if this is all there is for me? And am I willing to give that up? Um, is that still because you felt unworthy type deal? Yeah. Like nobody else is going to want me, mm. you know? Um, and so amazingly, enough, like I, I, I remember laying in bed one night and just praying, Lord, I... I don't know what to do. Like, I know this is not healthy. I know that this isn't, I won't be happy in this long term, but I don't know what to do. Um, I feel stuck. I feel trapped. And um, I remember not like a day or two later, my first youth pastor as a young teen um, called and said, hey, I'm coming up to do, to perform some weddings. He had moved and um, taken it on a church in Northern California. He said, I'm coming up to do somebody's wedding. I'm gonna come to one of your services. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, okay. Um, and so he came and then before he left, he offered me a job, a full-time position in Northern California as the uh, worship leader of their church. Nice. And so I accepted, and I don't know that I really thought about it at the time, but realizing like this was God saying, closing the door and pushing you. In here you go, yeah. completely. And it was it was where I didn't have to because if you know me at all, you know that confront confrontation makes me panic. Yep. And so the Lord saying, "Look, all you have to say is just, yes, you're moving. Yes, I'm leaving. <laughs> you you know? know, um, and I mean, really dodged a bullet with that one. But I moved, um." not knowing what was going to happen. I didn't continue with college, obviously, um, and ended up living there for 15 years as the worship leader, really loved my time, um, met John, and found out what... Who she still has the hots for. I still do. I mean, I like, do too. He's real good. good he's, I mean, he's a good-looking man. <laughs> no, that's a joke, um, guys. That's a, that's a dad joke. Yeah, <laughs> not, okay. not at all. No. He's not great. I love him as a brother. <laughs> He's a good um, man, good man. But finally having somebody who sought after me, didn't cheat on me, wanted the ugly parts of me too, didn't gaslight me. I mean, all these yeah. things, this this guy who, who was seeking after the same relationship as I was with the Lord. I mean, it was just, it was so blatantly different from the other relationships I'd had. And um, so it, it it just, it was amazing how God put the pieces together when I finally surrendered in that prayer and said, I need you to fix this. Mm. I'm not good enough. I, I will never be good enough and I don't know what to do. Um, so, did, uh, so current times, uh, I, my husband and I went out to dinner one night and um, I just have been feeling really unsettled that nothing about where we had served, nothing about the people. Um, I loved my job. I loved mm -hmm. my coworkers. I loved the church. Just feeling really unsettled. I remember us sitting down to dinner and we were silent. And then almost at the exact same time, we both said, I think we need to move. <laughs> wow. And we both were like, wait, 
you you've been feeling <laughs> what, that too. Like I had, I've been not no, wanting to say? <laughs> say it because it was where where would we move? I don't know. I I don't know. Just I feel like we need to go. And this is after John had just gotten promotions at um, his work. Like he was making a ton of money. He had done all these certifications for his water training and stuff, worked for the water company. And so it was like, we were there. We were set. We were happy. We had friends. Um, So we started looking for where to go, and we decided Arkansas. (laughs) Very random. Everyone goes, (laughs) why? (laughs) Um, We have family here, some some, like extended family. We didn't really know them. In fact, I'd only ever been to Arkansas once before for a wedding, but we both decided this is this is it. I really feel like at peace about the decision. So we moved, moved our con- our family across the country, not having jobs, not knowing what we were going to do, but trusting that the Lord would provide those things. Um, so we ended up trying out for Slovakia, loving it, loving the people, and um, not. A month or two after being here, I got a call from Pastor Steve. <laughs> it was like, I just want you to think about something. Like, you don't have to answer now, but I really, you know, we we're thinking we'd like to hire you here. You were at a taco truck. I was at a I taco remember. truck with terrible <laughs> cell reception. So I was like trying to piece together your words. And I walked back in and I sat down. And I said, I think. I think I, think I was just offered, offered a, a job. job. Yeah, I think <laughs> I was just offered a job. And this is where I had gone part-time doing like online stuff for my last church still. And so it was just the Lord, it was another thing where the Lord goes, I'm taking care of you. Yeah. I, I I know I know the future. I know what's best for you. And um, it's just been amazing. God saved me from drugs. He saved me from broken family by not putting those things in my past. Um, and then he saved me from myself Yeah. by showing me, and it took lots of time showing me because I'm stubborn and dumb, <laughs> but showing me that while I will never be enough and I will never, I will never be the person that I may have wanted to be, you mm. know, that God has a purpose for me. And it's beautiful. And um, I can speak to the lives of people, you know, in, in, in those circumstances. Um, so it's been it's been pretty incredible the conversations I've had with people who need to get out of toxic relationships, with I talking to some of the girls in our youth group about who who've grown up in church and are like, Well, I don't know, you know, yeah. I, I finding that commitment and realizing that um you aren't good enough, but there is a God who is. Yeah. Um, so, whenever I hear your story, Kimmy, one of the things that immediately just comes to my mind is it's not just about a, a set date and time. That's important. Yeah. I, I really do think that that is extremely important. Mm-hmm. But it's also just as much about looking and saying, "Am I saying yes to Him today?" Yeah. And there are so many opportunities along the way that oftentimes people go back to a moment that they say, this is when it happened, this is the time that it happened, I wrote it down right here in my Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, whenever people get baptized here, they write their name on the wall. Um, I think that those are important things. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have something that you can point at and say, I know that I'm a Christian because yesterday, 
the Lord was yeah. doing this in my life, mm-hmm. and because I have a hunger for His Word now, where I never did yeah. before. Mm-hmm. I, those those are extremely important things as yeah. well. And so, make sure that your your decision to follow Christ, that your Christ encounter, isn't just something that you look back on, yeah. but it's something that's driving you today. Right. Um, we used to say, um, "Have you accepted Christ as your Savior, your Lord, and your friend?" And I don't think that I met all three of those until later on in my life. Um, I know I need to be saved. I'm not good enough. I have not made him my boss, my Lord, my King, and I don't see him as the person that I can lean on yeah. um, until that point. And so, um, and some days I don't, I'm not, I don't feel or I don't succeed, I guess, at, at all of those things. Nobody but does. Um, I think that was when, when it hit me where I'm holding back on some of giving Lord the reins in every area of my life. Yeah. Again, and acknowledging who he is. So, and look at—I mean, how faithful he was through all of that. Like everything you left, yeah. he now brought here. Right. Like, it wasn't just y'all that moved. You brought right. a whole clan with you. <laughs> yep. Your your best friend moved. Yes. I mean, so literally, so many people have moved with you. Like God was mm-hmm. faithful through every step, even yeah. when we don't see it or we don't feel it or yeah. we feel unworthy. He's mm-hmm. still who he is. I, I remember so, feeling so distressed before leaving. Like at peace with it, but at the same time feeling like I was letting people down and wondering, well, what am I going to do when I get there? I'm going to be so lonely, you know? And I remember one of my coworkers at the church I worked at said, Kimmy, if God's calling you somewhere, then he's preparing it already, you know, that place yeah. already for you. And so I, I rested in that, yeah. in that truth, you yeah. know, moving over. And I think that that, um, that goes for every area of our life. God is calling you to something, and you don't need to be as fearful because He's already prepared that space ahead. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm grateful. You said you're grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be alive, but I, I didn't make some of the choices. Yeah, you, you didn't jump off the ceiling into a, <laughs> a kiddie pool. pool. So. Brandon no. was either going to be a youth pastor or a circus worker. Paraplegic. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> still feel like that's probably true. But <laughs> circus worker would have been a high team. Yeah. Still, you know, still. Anyways, Kimmy, thanks so much for sharing yeah. your story Absolutely. today. Um, and again, if if as you listen to Kimmy's story today, it brought some things up in your mind that you're looking at your own story, mm-hmm. trying to figure out the path that the Lord is leading you on. Man, First Slovakia would love to be a part of your mm-hmm. journey. And so Absolutely. if there's ever anything that we can do to help, please don't hesitate to yeah. reach out. Our sermons on Sunday are also about um, identity in Christ right now yep. and about your testimony and, and sharing what the Lord has done for you. So um, I invite you to come join us yep. 1030 on Sunday mornings for worship um, and love to see you there. Contact mm-hmm. us if you need anything and have a great week. Peace. See ya. Thanks for joining us today on the First Lavaca podcast. You can connect with us online at firstlavaca.com. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss out on exciting new content. Have a great week.